Welcome to Empathetically Apathetic. We are mixed race sisters and mental health therapists who care a lot and also not at all. My name is Madeline. I use she, they pronouns. I'm a clinical social worker and equity consultant. My name is Rachel. I use she, her pronouns. I'm a professional mental health counselor and cat mom. We love to process. We like to judge the world. And mostly we like to think we're funny. Here's our usual disclaimer. While we are therapists, this is not therapy or any form of consultation. Anyway. Today we're talking about being mixed. What's it <laughs> you seem so <laughs> uninterested in talking about this. <laughs> we're anyway, in- today we're talking about being mixed. <laughs> now that we're recording <laughs> And I'm just feeling a little dejected. <laughs> I'm trying to get back into the groove so y'all are feeling it and experiencing it with me. You're welcome. (laughs) That's, that's what I like to do. I ruin grooves. Oh, (laughs) my sole purpose in life. I I look for grooves and I immediately shut them down. (laughs) I say often to like clients and and a lot of people actually not just clients but like other youth that I work with and colleagues and stuff like that whenever they don't really enjoy an answer that I've given them about some about a question I'm just like hmm, I serve to disappoint <laughs> what do I say to people when they don't like my answer probably nothing <laughs> yeah or I'm just like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's that. Don't, don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about being raised mixed. That's what it says. <laughs> That's what it says in our notes. Being raised mixed. Being even raised though. mixed. We were always going to be raised mixed because we are mixed. Which is like... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not necessarily. We could have been raised white that's true i do know some folks that you know that have experienced so much identity rejection either from their parents or from their family or like within themselves that and or within themselves i should say um that they're not being raised mixed um i just got an interesting text message sorry from a random number plus but 11 other people that says something about like hi sweetheart long time no <laughs> like how is everything but it's a group message <laughs> and it's not a number i recognize so oh gosh you should just respond and be like well oh, things are rough i just <laughs> i'm on a second take of my podcast tonight i just got another message that in response that says it's time for Michelle Obama. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> that was the response <laughs> to the initial message. It's always time for Michelle Obama. <laughs> um, anyway. Oh. <laughs> I, I did recognize that. I did recognize, what? I did have that number. So if you know that you sent me a message that says it's time for Michelle Obama, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping it would be a random group of people and then all throughout this podcast we're just getting these messages 
Oh, I mean, we'll find out. I we'll find out what is happening. I guess at some point in this, maybe not during the podcast, but I'll find out. Stay tuned. Cliffhanger for the next episode. You'll do okay. a follow up and update. Um, I'll also include a follow up if I remember. I it's probably not going to be that interesting, and I probably won't remember. So you're welcome again. Anyway. Let's talk about being mixed because it's a conversation that like, well, honestly, it's also, it's a conversation that you and I have really not had throughout our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think more so it has happened definitely within the past like couple of years and um, maybe in connection to like, our like a change in our relationship in terms of being more reflective about our relationship that also increased our conversations about being mixed but I don't know if that coincides with each other yeah Hmm. yeah I think too part of it probably is just like um like a level of like maturity and education and I don't know about you but there was a long time where I feel like I just didn't talk about it that much at all um, in a lot of places. Yeah, I think what, I mean, we're going to get to talking about like our, the differences in our experiences in beings, but I think that it was a lot more, it wasn't at the forefront of conversations a lot for me, but it was, I think more so than for you because, um, I am more ethnically ambiguous. Um, Not, not that I am. I look more (laughs) (laughs) ethnically ambiguous. Um, (laughs) We are the same. um, (laughs) Your percentage is higher than mine. (laughs) My blood quantum. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't. Conversation about like how we relate to our identities. Blood quantum. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like it's been an interesting ride <laughs> so far in our lives. Being <laughs> raised mixed. Being raised mixed. Yeah. There's so much to talk about. But but specifically, we're talking about us being raised mixed as um, half white, half Asian people, yeah. which yeah. is p- potentially very different for, uh, you know, obviously a lot of mixed individuals out there. Mm-hmm. Um, who may be listening to this but, yeah yeah right because the conversation um around being mixed even in intentionally mixed spaces right space I should say spaces for mixed folks is completely inundated with m- mostly like people mixed with some marginalized identity and white yeah because we all got fucked by some colonizers oh no I'll speak truth to power Rachel <laughs> are you calling our dad a colonizer I mean not him personally right but he, his identity <laughs> is that of colonizers yeah that's true well, also, mm-hmm. actually, part of his identity is, is yes, in colonization, and part of our history is 
like Grandma Anderson and her family fleeing Germany for fear of persecution during World War One. So that's yeah. like a whole other like part of nuanced in terms of like our white identity that is different, which is, is kind of interesting because then Grandpa Anderson was a Pearl Harbor survivor and was very much part of that like white American identity. There's a lot, there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. The I day that like I realized that's just about being mixed. Say that again. I feel like we could have a whole podcast just about being mixed. Oh, probably. Do you think people would want to hear that, though? No. What were you going to say? I mean, people. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what people want to hear. That's why we're just throwing out all these different (laughs) ideas. (laughs) Yeah. Send us some feedback. What do you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, we're We're taking recommendations from the listeners. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we sound like a, uh, like a late night radio show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) call in, tell us what you want to hear. Oh my gosh, like Delilah on 106.9 for Seattle. Delilah. (laughs) Y'all don't know what we're talking about. Uh, (laughs) The go-to um radio station for our mom so we're very familiar why is that a weird thing to say well I'm just wondering why you're telling people like because what you think I'm just listening to Delilah on my own (laughs) as a child I mean maybe I don't want to that you know what I don't want to shade anyone I don't want to shame anyone about their radio listening station radio radio preferences but (laughs) oh god anyway what were you gonna say oh I was just gonna say the day that I realized we were part German blew my mind yeah (laughs) because I I don't think we talked much about it no no growing up like literally at all oh well we didn't I don't think we really knew like because it only came out after after Grandma Anderson died, and we got those letters from Dad's like cousins in Australia. Oh, so a little bit of background from just laying the groundwork that we haven't laid at all. Um, Literally, we just identity, started talking about things just, without saying just, anything about us. Yeah. So we. <laughs> So obviously you see from our intro or you hear from our intro that we are sisters. Um, We are mixed. We are Filipino and white. Um, Our dad is white and our mom is Filipino. Um, Our mom is first generation um, Filipino American. Born in the Philippines, moved to Hawaii and then moved to Seattle. Um, And then our dad is like second-ish generation American because our grandmother migrated from Australia and her family was from us. Well, not from Australia. They were like, was it her parents or her grandparents? I think I can't remember which generation it was, but they, we found out after she passed away um, through these letters that our dad received from family in Australia that um, how, his family landed in Australia was that um, either our grandma's 
parents or grandparents, I can't remember which one, um, were German. Her grandmother, it was her grandmother or her mother. You're doing great. You're doing great. I know, I know. I'm really remembering (laughs) this. Thank you. you. This is a really good story. (laughs) Why do you have to shame me? (laughs) I'm trying really hard. I know you are. No, you're doing great. Keep it up. No, I don't believe you. It's not convincing. <laughs> it's like every time you say something, you're like, or this, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Anyway, so I'm good. just going to say it was her mother. Her mother was <laughs> German, and she fled Germany for fear of per- um, persecution um, during World War One. fled to Ireland, changed her name, changed her accent, pretended to be Irish, married an Irishman, and then they mm. fled Ireland to Australia. Oof. And that's how our family ended up there. And then our grandfather on our dad's side was, I don't know, regular schmegular American. Uh, I don't want to say regular good old... schmegular American. <laughs> regular schmegular colonizer. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. He, he was a Pearl Harbor survivor. He was in the, mili- he was in the Marines. Or the Navy, I can't remember. Dude, <laughs> do you know any? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He was in the military, <laughs> and they met, and they, whatever, they they appropriated. <laughs> wow. Doesn't matter. Oh my gosh, yeah, our our ancestral lines around the world for sure. Actually, though, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, all coming from different places, all to end up in good old West Seattle. Oh, West Seattle, White Center, Highland Park, represent. If you know, you see. Oopsie. TSV people. Um, Shout out. <laughs> the old school TSV people listening are like, I'm just sitting here and be like, self in. Self in. Oopsie. Y'all know. <laughs> Those are the good old days. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so we have a white parent and an Asian parent. Uh, it's been fun. We all look really different. Um, yeah, the most we part, do. all four of us. Um, so me and Madeline have uh, two other siblings um, older than us, mm-hmm. uh, sister Kelly and a brother Derek, um, who we would love for them to join us uh, uh, during part two of this episode. Uh, yeah. So we'll hit you all up later yeah Uh, (laughs) listeners let us know if you'd like to hear that (laughs) how are they gonna let us know what because all of our listeners are already friends they can just text us (laughs) text us text us if you want to hear our (laughs) other siblings on the episode um anyways yeah but we all look super different um Mm -hmm. I think there are some people that lie to us and tell us we look similar and can see similarities um and then other people who are much more honest and tell us the truth and tell us we all look nothing alike. Yeah. Um, so it kind of just depends, I think. But but when we were younger, I feel like, hmm, no, I don't know if we looked alike. I didn't. Well, you and Kelly looked alike, and everyone yeah. said that y'all looked alike. Um, everyone told me I was adopted. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that is one of the things about being mixed, right? Is that like because everyone looked tends to look pretty different from each other. Um, I, you know, people like 
us me get told that I was adopted yeah and then I, I feel like I heard that here and there too um not maybe not as much probably I heard it a um, lot yeah yeah I think maybe I heard it from you because you just wanted to pass that off I was, I was going to say that when you mentioned that you heard it and I was gonna say it was me but that <laughs> out myself it was you it you was are the me. reason look the reason I didn't I want to I be adopted. the only one that felt <laughs> that felt <laughs> outcasted okay I was so told you... so many things when we were growing up I was told China yeah. I was told that I was adopted I, lo- I was told that I didn't even look Filipino that I looked Chinese I was told simultaneously that I like um was too white to be part of the family essentially but also like that in the philippines people wouldn't love me because i was so pale right anyway yeah. i you, mean honestly no if you think about it you though but you were just walking around here looking like a little white girl <laughs> <laughs> i did i had such light hair <laughs> oh my god my hair was so light it still is but <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, you died but... in one, so. <laughs> True. <laughs> it really fed into that racism, that internalized racism. Oh, yeah. Um, anyways, but no, I think too, because I'm the youngest, that people just didn't say as many things to me in general. Um, I had a fragile ego. <laughs> Did you? Sensitive. No, I think people just thought I would be, though, so they didn't want to hurt my feelings. Well, I was very sensitive, and people did not believe me, and they just called me dramatic. Yeah. They probably didn't experience you as sensitive as so as sensitive as maybe me or, or others because you were older and you were more outspoken yeah because apparently outspoken, outspoken people can't be sensitive um it's a whole other <laughs> conversation that's fine yeah um, I, this episode is actually just me diving into my cultural trauma <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> like, oh and I'm just like over here like hm, I didn't feel that way I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> we actually just end up having like a legit therapy session <laughs> <laughs> no like, I'm, I'm off the clock not only both are. we are not getting paid for this unless y'all want to sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> or you just want to Venmo us for and support <laughs> yeah. us um one oh, we can put our Venmos in the in the description but also because y'all know us you probably already have our Venmos <laughs> <laughs> we're already friends on Venmo Yes. Yeah. Anyway. So I think like, I mean, when we talk about being raised mixed, it's interesting too, because we weren't like intentionally raised mixed. And when I say that, I mean, like when I think about having kids or when I talk to other folks who are in mixed relationships right and they're talking about having kids or raising kids and stuff like that it's like at least the people that I'm in community with it's it is a conversation that they're having with their kids about like being mixed and having these different identities and that just like wasn't a thing for us no not at all had to find out you know in other ways that I don't know how where that sentence I had we had to find out in other ways that we were mixed and what that meant for us rather than like having a conversation within our family system yeah when did you realize you were mixed oh um I don't think I ever have (laughs) (laughs) 
still yet to come. <laughs> <laughs> what identity do you think you are? <laughs> I mean, you no don't idea. Have to identify as mixed. Haven't haven't picked one yet. You said please check one box. I'm checking them all. I don't know <laughs> or none. <laughs> I just check skip that question every time. Every single box, like. <laughs> I just put question marks all around it. Like I haven't, I don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. The other is, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. I don't think there was an actual moment where I realized it. Obviously. I mean, that would be, well, that would be quite an earth shattering experience if I realized it like instantaneously um, Mm -hmm. based on like one event or situation, but I think it was probably like a, a culmination of, a lot of things Um, Mm -hmm. and and I think probably going to and from different family parties on either side felt very different Um, and obviously like seeing uh, you know our cousins and aunts and uncles on uh, mom's side of the family it's a lot the the faces there are very different than the faces (laughs) (laughs) Uh, on dad's side of the family Yeah, it was a wide variety. I think I knew that I was mixed, that we were mixed from a really young age because people pointed it out that we had a white dad and that we weren't brown, that our Mm. skin wasn't brown, right? Um, Except for Kelly's, I guess. Um, Though I don't know if she would say that her skin is brown, but it was more brown than us. Definitely, yeah. Darker complexion. But... um, but I don't think like I really internalized the lot or like was able to acknowledge the large differences in what it means to be mixed until I went to or started feeling really othered um, by being mixed until I went into middle school. And people, especially because we went to Madison, which is oh. like a predominantly white school in fucking West Seattle. If you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Madison. Fuck you yeah. a little bit. You- <laughs> I said fuck you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Madison was not great. But yeah, no, I think I felt the same way. Um, that going from like uh, Highland Park, which was yeah. like pretty fairly diverse. diverse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's pretty like, diverse. Right. It's like a lot of folks that we went to elementary school with grew up in the white in in like white center Highland Park neighborhood which is like, or at least when we were growing up, pretty mixed. Yeah. I think the thing I'm reflecting on when I think about middle school is that I think I noticed the separation a lot um, between um, like white folks and and non-white because I'm thinking a lot about like the groups of, of kids that kind of form together and it was a lot of like, oh, these are like the wealthier white kids. Um, and then there were like, yeah, the other kids who didn't quite belong. Um, and I'm reflecting a lot on like, oh, where I'm thinking about like who I hung out with. Mm-hmm. And and I never, well, I guess actually towards the later half of middle school, I hung out a lot more with, I had Ooh, predominantly cool. white friends. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. during the latter half of middle Same. school but at the beginning I did not um, yeah. because I didn't I didn't know them I didn't feel super comfortable with them um, yeah I think I 
um, to your point, Madison and also West Seattle High School is extremely segregated. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know if white folk, I mean, definitely like at least when I went there, went to Madison and went to West Seattle, people, white people did not realize that and didn't see it that way. But what that, that area of West Seattle is super segregated. Um, Mm -hmm. and you are judged, um, based on what group you go into. Um, Mm -hmm. and like... I remember having such a hard time. Like I had a few, I think I experienced this more in at West Seattle than I did in at Madison, but I had a really hard time navigating different friend groups because of that segregation, because I never felt like I exist. I was able to exist as is right. Like I yeah. wasn't a white kid that grew up on that side of West Seattle. I wasn't, um, I was, I didn't come from like, any sort of like we didn't come from like affluence right Mm-mm. and and to to the point that like I, I think a lot of west seattle folks don't know that they were affluent um because i was friends with a lot of people that were from like single parent households and um were um not necessarily rich by any means but they were yeah. fine yeah um and so I think I, yeah, anyway, back to, we're not, I dive into my high school trauma. Oh my God. <laughs> this is not about your trauma, Madeline. Stop I know, about I know, you. I know. But isn't it? Because being mixed is like often a traumatic experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> for some more than others, definitely not probably as much for me, but yeah. Yeah. In any case, I think I also, I don't remember, this wasn't a point where I um, really identified that I was mixed, but it was a point where I really felt super othered. I remember having a friend come over to the house, a white friend, um, come over to the house after school one day and, um, and mom had made sinigang. And I was so happy. Yeah. I was so, you know, like, I, it's comfort food. It, it, to this day, is like Sinigang, I think, over all, probably over all other Filipino foods for me, it's it's the ultimate comfort food. Uh, Um, Wait, let me just tell you. (laughs) Um, I agree wholeheartedly. So much so that when I like, this is wild. When I, I don't know if I've told you this before, that when I bring like to in grad school, we had this class. They were like, bring, bring a, um, you know, show and tell item, mm-hmm. essentially something about you to like mm-hmm. present to the class. And then we did this again with MBT pretty recently. Like we did a little show and tell kind of thing um, for our retreat, however many months ago. And for both of these things, I brought a Sinigang packet oh nice and I was like this is what I have to show you because nothing like honestly when I look around like I have a lot of things Mm -hmm. I don't care about a lot of things but I care deeply about um my relationship to food in this culture Um, and that's what anyway so I I care a lot about the sinigang packages in uh... (laughs) I do (laughs) I do too I just realized that I um 
I'm either out or I only have one left and I need to yeah. go to I the agent have, store. I always have at least one. So that way, when I have a show and tell, uh, I'm ready. That's what you keep the one for? <laughs> yeah. It's not for eating. It's for show and tell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love that I keep calling it show and tell. I don't think that's how I we talked about it during this class or the retreat. I mean, that's but... how you described it to me the other day, I think. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so I had this friend come over yes. and mom had made sinigang and I was really excited about it. And, um, and she called it weird. And she was yeah. like, I don't like this. It's kind of weird. And she was like pretty offensive about it, actually. Ugh. And I felt very shamed and I felt very like sad. <laughs> I was really sad about it. I also yeah. remember. Did you still lot- eat it though? Like you were like kind of crying while you were eating it? <laughs> I don't remember. Well, I think it was just like an awkward thing where I ate and she Mm, didn't. Didn't, yeah. And then she, I was like, and I was also deeply offended because she just left her food there. She didn't fucking finish it. (gasps) No. Yeah. And if y'all, I've I've had friends do that before. Not necessarily white friends, but if you go to an Asian person's house and they feed you, first of all don't decline the food that they're trying to feed you that's rude no second of all you better eat all of it (laughs) every single damn bite right like i mean you know dietary restrictions (laughs) no we don't observe that (laughs) (laughs) for like that portion of time that i was like vegetarian and i tried to describe that to grandma and she was like oh okay okay, uh, what about the, this is a terrible Filipino accent. I just got way too excited <laughs> about it. Um, she asked about pork and I was like, no, 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 no. Pork, pork is meat, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about the and fish? She, what about the <laughs> fish? What about, um, the pork? Um, uh, And I'm like, everything, everything, Grandma. It's Literally everything on this table has some sort of meat product in it. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Uh, Auntie Dori made uh, the pancit. And I'm like, that has chicken. It has Chinese sausage in it. (laughs) And I know you'd be putting this in there. Like, Mm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah. Anyway, so if you go to an Asian person's house and they offer to feed you, first of all, if they ask you, did you eat or have you eaten? That is them trying to feed you. You yeah. don't show up to don't show up to an Asian party having <laughs> eaten already. That's rude. Oh no! Yeah, you you better have a second stomach if you're going to do that. Yeah, yeah. You better be you, ready. Oh, oh, I ate already. That was the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> Try again. Yeah, yeah. No. If you, if you ate already, you said you either lie and say you haven't eaten, or you say I did eat, but I want more. Let me get a plate. Yes. And then you sit there and you sit with that plate for as long as it takes you to finish your food. Yes. For as long as it takes you. You do not get up until grandma tells you. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, though, the amount of times I've had to sit there and eat every single grain of rice. Every grain. And I'll do that now because, like, I'll just eat all my food now. But like I'm just like dang grandma like 
I don't have the stomach for this. You gave me uh you gave me the same portion size as Derek and Casey and <laughs> Justin. Like, how am I supposed to eat that? But they're like good chunks of years older than you and yes. just like in stature much larger than you. So- so much food and me and Monica are just sitting there like I can't do it what are we gonna do we're not gonna be able to play house after this oh, like, yeah. we're not gonna yeah. have time before our nap Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> also just a side note that all of this we're like we're re-experiencing part of our childhood our grandparents were second set of parents for us and they helped raise us Rachel and I and our siblings plus our like what like 10 other cousins um maybe I don't know how many it was it was there was a lot of basically like we had a daycare at our grandparents house and and we all used to have to sit at the table for lunch and eat and you could not get up until you finished the very last grain of rice so you finished all of your food um and Rachel and our cousin Monica our youngest cousin would get in so much trouble because it was really uh, hard for them to finish their food. So much food. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like I want to. I also like not to out y'all, but like I also think that you y'all's relationship to food was different than a lot of ours at the time. You were really, yeah, you were really picky. You both were really picky. Oh, for sure. Growing I've up. always, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm still kind of picky, but um. So what does that have to do with anything? Where was your question? There? I don't know. I was just giving, I was just giving context for what we were talking about. That's what. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, I was, I was like, why? There was a reason. Why do you have to make a question? <laughs> Dang. You just I thought you had like a right follow adding on to that emotional trauma let's go another (laughs) podcast episode just about this conversation (laughs) (laughs) an addendum (laughs) addendum. anyway so what yeah how we got on oh this is like so a lot of my white friends made me feel really Mm. weird about and she wasn't that person wasn't the only one a lot of my white friends made me feel really weird about what I ate a lot of my white friends made fun of me even my like core group of friends actually like made fun of me for putting putting egg in my ramen (laughs) what I mean yeah I've had people say that to me but I I thought you were gonna be like I mean yeah that's weird (laughs) no god no (laughs) It's weird not to. You just eat ramen by itself. Like, that's so boring. Um, yeah, people did do that to me, too. But We're putting that over rice. It's so good, though. It's so much better. It really elevates. Like, our family knew how to, like, take something basic and really uplift it. Yeah. Um, truly. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think I had a lot of <laughs> white friends that I hung out with. Um <laughs> During my childhood, I'm trying to think of like who were I didn't, mm, yeah, but I didn't have a lot of like necessarily like Asian friends either. So mm-hmm. um, I had other like, yeah, friends of color when I was younger, and we all had very different experiences, I think. Um, but also, people did not come over and hang out with me now that I'm thinking about it. No, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's another. <laughs> episode <laughs> wait 
yeah let's let's not talk about it um oh, <laughs> no I'm kidding we um, into no, your trauma. <laughs> no but I'm thinking about like um I didn't ha- start hanging out with a lot of my friends outside of school until like middle school middle of middle school mm-hmm. um and the people I did hang out with were white and I just didn't I just didn't talk a lot about a lot of things I don't think or yeah. they didn't come over to my house that much um so I'm not yeah I don't know yeah. I think I actually when I left mm, mm, I actually think that like when I left high school no that's not true I mm, I have felt the most connected to non-white people same. in any in any in most of my relationships I mean I have some white folks that I'm in community with that I feel super super connected with but that was like I don't know but for the majority of a lot of my relationships the folks that I feel that I have felt like deeply intimately connected with like immediately were not white yeah um but that I mean I mean that's not to say that like I said I have all my white friends are like, um, excuse me. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking that. <laughs> um, but and they I know. Like, yeah. If you know, if you know me. Y'all know me. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't need to do this. <laughs> um, why do you think that is, though? Like, why is it easier to feel connected to friends of color versus white friends? Um, I mean, I think depending on... I think there are a few reasons. I think um, for a lot of like black and brown communities and spaces, there's a lot of overlap in cultural value. Right. Um, And just how we engage with each other, right? Like we were just talking about food and food is how I connect with people. Food is how I like show you I love you. It's how, it's it's my Mm -hmm. love language. And, and, And it's not like, I said this to somebody, actually, I think maybe I said this to my therapist at one point where I was like, said that food was my love language. And she was like, oh yeah, acts of service. And I was like, no, I mean, yes, yes, but it's deeper than that. Food is, it's way deeper than that. Yeah. Like, why is that not a love language? I don't know. I don't get it. Because it's not mm-hmm. just about, it's not about making food for someone necessarily. It's about the yeah. act of sharing a meal. Um, yeah. And and then if, if we can like make a meal together, that's like the ultimate like euphoria of relationship building. Yeah, I love making food with people. I don't love cooking necessarily on my own as you know Mm -hmm. and many people know but I really enjoy cooking with other people and that feels fun to me and like it feels like there's a lot of conversation that happens over food and Mm -hmm. cooking um that doesn't happen elsewhere it's just such a different experience yeah yeah um oh no go ahead I was just gonna kind of go off of what you said that it is the the cultural aspect is very different um there's a lot more to connect with when you have Mm -hmm. um a a connection to a culture that is often a lot more collectivistic and more has more like tradition within it um, especially around food um and things like that but yeah when 
when you encounter people that don't necessarily have that connection to culture, like I'm reflecting a lot on like friends that I had in like middle school who were like, um, oh no, like our family doesn't do, like we don't really care for Thanksgiving, da, 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 which a lot of people don't, right? Um, which isn't necessarily <laughs> like a... That's a thing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, like, I don't care for Thanksgiving as the, like a premise of a holiday, mm-hmm. right? Because it's really fucked oh, up. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. But like, acknowledge that, but like, yeah. just the fact that like it is a time to eating you don't have to give presents yeah it's literally the entire day is about eating so much food yeah but no I've had a lot of friends and this is true for um uh, non-white friends as well but um that they've told me like no like our family just doesn't really do like a big Thanksgiving like kind of meal or dinner or whatever and I've always just been baffled by that because I'm like wait what like how I'm, yeah, I'm still processing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a lot to process. Um, and I think it just depends. And some people just, just kind of lean more towards Christmas and have like bigger meals or kind of traditions around that, um, which is fair. But our family has always been so big on Thanksgiving, but our family is really big on food in general. Like every party we go to yeah. oh. has... Well, so we just have a huge family because we have to feed, yeah. so we have to feed so many people yeah. which means a lot of food yeah. um, and I being Filipino right point out yeah. exactly what you just said that when we talk about our family uh-huh. which family are we talking about oh 100% yeah. we're talking about our Filipino family exactly <laughs> oh yeah when <laughs> um okay you didn't need to point that out. you do need to point that out but also like I feel like I'm not calling you out on it. I'm just saying, isn't that an interesting like, no, no, no. thing it that is, we do? It is interesting because I, um, the norm, when I say my family, I'm 100% talking about my Filipino family. Same. Um, and when I want to talk about my other side, I say my white family. I don't say like my other side. I don't necessarily say my dad's side. I say mm. my white family. I think I say my dad's side of the family. Yeah. In any yeah. case, it's it's still delineated and discerned from my family, though. Like, the yeah. standard is that it is my Filipino family. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I mean, I mean, part of that is that that's who we were, right? That's who we were raised with. Um, oh, yeah. We didn't spend as much time with um, dad's side of the family at all. Um, yeah, they have coleslaw at their family parties. I'm not I mean I didn't eat it when I was younger but I'm not mad about it now just like as a side I mean I appreciate it when it's in like I mean uh, I want like what? In it, when it's in something for oh yeah that makes sense wait do people actually just eat it as a side I think so as like a salad yeah I think or... I, I think so I think partly in the south they do eat so it's not necessarily a white thing no Maybe. It's just I don't a know. coleslaw actually, thing. I actually, no, I take that back. I don't know black and brown folks that just use straight up coleslaw. Uh, I don't really know anyone that really eats straight up coleslaw. Wow. It, that's interesting. I don't, we could do a whole episode about that. Wow. <laughs> about <coleslaw. laughs> what's, the, what's the deal with coleslaw? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You sound like, we sound like a Seinfeld stand up. <laughs> <laughs> is that a, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I don't want to. I don't want to emulate him. But no. Anyway, coleslaw. 
Well, I do. I do. Actually, I also remember going to like in middle school, going to a friend's like birthday party. And I was really upset about the lack of food. I was super oh, upset. I was like, y'all yeah. have soda and chips? Oh, oh. Like, not, what it, what it, what it. What, I well, what's functions. for dinner? What, what are we, are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. Where is it? When is the party starting? I mean, is this yeah. like. Or it's always just pizza. Oh, or it's like catered from some like, oh. from like Azteca. You've been to a part a white person's house where they catered for Mesteca? Yeah. A party at a at a Auntie Vidette's house, actually, in Federal Way. Really? Yeah. I mean it was like I don't it was like fifteen years ago, Rachel. I don't know. How many how many people in our family do you think we're gonna name on this podcast today? Ooh, good question. <laughs> it's been quite a bit already. <laughs> well you, I mean I I told y'all what our relate. She's our auntie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fine. She's part of our white. Just family. in in general, y'all yeah. are getting major shoutouts today. Good or bad, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Probably the fucked up part is our family are the people that probably are not listening, <laughs> except for our siblings. <laughs> <laughs> True, <laughs> they're not even gonna notice. <laughs> like, who in our family listens to podcasts? <laughs> I have no idea. That's a good question guess we'll find out um Anywho. <laughs> oh yeah i decide oh no go ahead not you're good go for it well now i don't remember what i was gonna say this is bad um, look i have adhd if i don't get it out right then and there it goes away. <laughs> immediately yeah, lose it <laughs> you said on the flip side hmm Mm, dang. Mm. usually i can jot your memory <laughs> it'll, work come today. Back. it'll come back there was the point i know that the, i know that there's a point and i feel the feeling of having a point to be made but i cannot connect it to the words to make that you happen. sound like you sound like white people that i went to ground school with damn <laughs> say more wait say more <laughs> i just feel like no i can't say it I don't want them to listen to this. Get mad. Damn, I really want to know. Oh, God. I mean, mostly it's just one person that I'm thinking about, honestly. And, and they're going to listen? No, probably not. But in the off chance they do, I am not trying to. Well, there's not really a bridge. Okay, and I'm getting off topic. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. Yeah, I think growing up in our family was, I I have a lot of gratitude for it. Um, oh, for sure. I do. I think that it, I don't know. I wouldn't have asked for anything else, honestly, but um, yeah, I, I feel like our differences in general, like between you and me and um, Derek and Kelly, like how we experience the world is something we'll probably end up talking more a lot about when, when they're involved in this right. more. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's a part of me that's always just like went through like in our family and knowing that I was like, yeah, part of this family, but I was also like, yeah, but I'm, I'm still white though. Like I don't mm-hmm. fully belong here. Right. Um, and that, that's a weird thing to grapple with sometimes. Um, and I don't necessarily feel that way so much anymore. I think because we're all older and we have a lot more acceptance towards one another. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we were younger, 
oh yeah but when we were younger like definitely it's different and like you said your experiences were like much more um ostracizing I think than maybe mine were and honestly I feel like I'm reflecting on my childhood and I'm like I feel like I was oblivious for much of it um I'd agree with so, that <laughs> yeah you would. I'd agree with that <laughs> why I really I mean I do I think I I was very oblivious I think you were oblivious because you not because you were like la 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 but just because you were able (laughs) to like slip under the radar yeah so many things yeah I didn't have to be present for much of it exactly you got to just like live in your own bubble and just exist however you existed because nobody was really paying attention to you and I was perpetually in trouble yeah uh forever in trouble to this day I show up to family parties and somehow I'm in trouble and I don't know how that happens yeah um when someone says my Madeline and I'm like what what are we what are we what what's up (laughs) (laughs) I just arrived what 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 did I do wrong um and so and so just because of the nature of me being like at the forefront of a lot of like conversations just because of who I am and how much space I took up as a kid. Um, it was, it was like always pointed out and somehow, and, right. and, and like in my brain, because I was in trouble so often, these little comments of, um, Ooh, I'm really processing this actually right now. I'm making a big connection. These comments of like me being a China doll, me being too white, me being this, me being that, like my identity just being rejected also felt like I was in trouble for just existing. Mm, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a breakthrough if I ever didn't see one. <laughs> I told you this was gonna be my session. I didn't even need you. I could just talk to myself and figure it out. <laughs> Welcome to my YouTube channel. I just, <laughs> you know, because vloggers just talk to themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't. I definitely did not experience that. Um, yeah, I feel like I just existed a lot of the time. That's mm-hmm. just me is I existed um but then in a different way for me Mm -hmm. I felt like people didn't know me um or care to know what was going on or how I was feeling about things people had Um, no idea who you were and like probably until like five years ago yeah (laughs) like literally with that as well yeah yeah and that's fair I don't think I talked I mean I still don't as much but like I didn't talk much um yeah yeah I just because think I we think... remember one day Ate Cat at a we're naming another family member um Ate Cat at a family party this was a few years ago you said something and she was like Rachel you're so funny <laughs> and she was like wait was this that? yeah was I was I there I was there. I mean, you like, said you said the thing. <laughs> no, so, yeah. I heard. I mean, like, I was there when she said that. When I, yes. I heard her. Okay, I yes. don't remember, but entirely. But I feel like I remember <laughs> vaguely. Um, I am funny, <laughs> <laughs> but people being just surprised that you have like yeah. opinions, and thoughts, <laughs> <laughs> personality. It's so true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I've think been because that's for just years. that's like been how I've 
I think survived through the world and not like I've needed a lot to survive through but by yeah but by flying under the radar by not saying and and that's still true to this day especially when it comes to like um like my race and ethnicity like I fly under the radar and it serves me well in a lot of ways oh Um, yeah there's a lot of privilege in that oh so much and it's something that I think I'm still kind of like working on internally and externally but like um at work you know like and in life in general like I don't really talk about like my ethnic background much unless mm-hmm. it like comes up in conversation um because I don't have to um mm-hmm. I'm not pressed to by any means um mm-hmm. people make their assumptions and I allow them to make their assumptions um because on part of it is just like it's a lot of work and I don't really care depending on like who I'm meeting or who I'm talking to to like engage in these conversations all the time right um but the other part of it is just like, oh, like, do I have to explain to another person that I'm not full white, that I like have other identities? I'm not pure white. I'm not pure. Oh my god! Oh god! Okay. I don't want to. I'm just not. That. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Oh god. Oh gross. Anyway, um, well, I'm a mess. <laughs> like, let me rewind that little moment. Yeah, don't like that. I <laughs> hate that um (laughs) anyways but but for real that like I you know I don't talk about it much and Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I necessarily need to but then that I think too especially now with conversations that are happening more so in our country and in the world Mm -hmm. um, there's also a pressure that I feel like I do need to speak up more yeah that's like hard because I'm like I'm still trying to like navigate it's hard when you you're quiet for 21 years of your life (laughs) to start talking you know what I mean I don't know I'm on a podcast envisioning it (laughs) yeah it's hard to say things when you haven't had the language or the words to use them in the past or or if you did say something in the past like I'm thinking a lot about like my middle school experience or even high school where I had to explain to people yeah I'm no I'm I'm not like this super white girl walking yeah. around. Um, and Did people would be like, you? no, right? Ne- almost never. Right. Well, I think people more so now probably do because like, <laughs> who are you to question at this yeah. point? Who, like, <laughs> we're in 2020, who's going to be like, um, no. Yeah. Excuse try me. me. That's, oof, that's bad. But um, yeah, like definitely when I was in middle school, um and it would come from both sides it would come from people that are um you know white and and people of color that I would be friends with or be trying to be friends with or just in passing and they'd be like no no you're not but fine well like what are you then what are you and I'm just like what are you what are you and asked that so many times yeah that question I was thinking about that um on my drive home today I was like, the question of what are you is more common in my life than where are you from? Um, oh, I, I've gotten a mixed bag. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> um, I've gotten a mixed bag of both. Uh, what are you? Where are you from? And definitely the like, Any anyone that asks me where are you from always has the follow up of where are you really from? Um, and that doesn't happen, that doesn't happen to me as much as I would say, you know, like other, um, Asian folks who, or I should say other brown folks who are not white passing. Um, Mm. so, mm, but yeah. Yeah. 
yeah but the question of like what are you um yeah it's like this game that they try to play and when I was younger I used to like play the game too I'd be like well guess what do you think oh yeah I did I did Um, too yeah yeah and then they would often guess wrong of course because what like 12 year old is gonna guess my background correctly um but but still it's like I'm 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 tired of playing the game I don't care anymore which is why Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes I don't want to like talk about it because I'm just like I don't care like what what does it matter depending on who I meet you know yeah obviously it matters a lot but um, I've had people try to guess without me offering them to guess um Mm. like that are like can can I can I guess I'm like how do you offer though when you do offer do you just want to you're just like do you want to play a game (laughs) (laughs) like right after you meet them like hey I'm Madeline do you want to play a game (laughs) and they're like "Mm, okay (laughs) (laughs) okay what's what's the game guess my race guess (laughs) Guess my ethnicity they're like that's a weird that's a weird that's weird but okay Okay. i was gonna ask you anyways yeah i'm i'm down i'm I'm down (laughs) chinese right yeah Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um people out of buzzer straight up straight up offended when they're wrong about it too i'm not i'm not joking when people are like they want to guess or sometimes, you know, I've offered to guess because I wanted to play that game when I was younger. Because um, I like it when people are wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but I've had people straight up be, like, offended or upset or tell me that I'm lying when they're wrong. And I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> are they white people, though? Um, a mix. Usually? A mix. Oh, okay. okay. I guess okay. mixed bag is just my go-to statement today. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been from a bunch of folks. Um, mm. I mean, well, it's like hard. Because, well, uh, I was just gonna say it's hard to respond to. Like, what do what do I say when you're mad that you're wrong? Like, yeah, never, never mind. You're right. I I was lying. I'm one of those people that just <laughs> lie about. My race all the time. Love that. Who does that? <laughs> My name oh, is actually not... Rachel Dolezal. I know, right? <laughs> that's the first person I thought of. <laughs> but honestly, it's like, that's a lot of effort. You think I really want to go through this and have this conversation with you right now? Like, no, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in part, um, when I was younger, it was this like, I just really wanted to prove that I wasn't white. Like I wanted oh, to yeah. distance myself from whiteness so much. And I, and to be honest, like I still do have those feelings, right? Like I'm not as much like, I still hate whiteness, white supremacy. Mm-hmm. We're like, that's a whole other conversation. Um, and like, I was just joking again today with uh, my friend where I was just like, look, if we're not already, in community together and you're not doing anti-racism work i'm capped of white people i'm at i'm at my back so i'm not taking no more i don't fuck with white people anymore um so that's (laughs) that's, that's a whole other conversation um (laughs) (laughs) some white some white folks are gonna be upset by that but i don't really care um the people that aren't upset with it come come kick it (laughs) 
<laughs> Hit me up. DM me. <laughs> um, what was I just saying, though? Dang it. I lost it again. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you did. What were you saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, rejecting white, white identity. Oh, yeah. I definitely I wanted, I felt this need to prove that I wasn't white. That I yeah. wasn't like, especially because I just didn't want to be like all the white people that I was like surrounded by um, that really valued individualism, that valued the competition. Whiteness is so much competition. I know. And I really understand it. I don't want to be in competition with other people. I do not want to have to compete for like big things or little things. I don't want to have to one up you. And that's like so much of my experience of whiteness is just the competition. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I've definitely, I, I've had that experience a lot of just like wanting to reject like whiteness so much in my life and be like, no, that's not me. I don't want that. I'm not a part of that. Um, and at the same time, it's hard because like, obviously I acknowledge, like I, <laughs> I have a huge part in it. Yes. Um, right. That's a big part of my life. And that's like how I move through the world. Exactly. Um, exactly. Primarily is being a white person and, and to a point where it's like, I acknowledge a lot of like my privileges there. Um, right. And at the same time, like I really, ugh, no one, ugh, no one wants to be white unless, <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people want to be white, but it's really complicated, you know? It, yeah. Like it's, and, and to that point of um, like, I acknowledge so much of my privilege which is like really important work and I really am you know do a lot of work to process and undo white supremacy in general but also like in my own internalized white supremacy um and I'm not immune to it right and at the Uh same time I think that sometimes and I don't know if you experience this sometimes I am so focused on acknowledging how much privilege I have in these conversations that it negate it not negates but it overshadows the amount of like overt and like subtle racism that I've experienced throughout my entire life right like I it's hard to hold both of like I mm-hmm. like I had recently had like a really chill decent almost like funny experience with a police officer that mm. holds so much privilege And simultaneously being called another Asian person's name for the entire first year that I worked at another organization. Yeah. Like those things exist. Well, they don't, they exist at this in the same, in my world. Right. Like at the same time. Um, Yeah, absolutely. It's that it brings up this question of like, where do we fit? in the world mm-hmm. a little bit that like I was just thinking about um at my organization not that long ago we were doing um this like series on like a training series on like racism and um trying to I really want to let you it. finish but I'm so I'm so distracted by the the fact that you said organization instead of organization oh my gosh did I What's the difference? Do you not hear a difference? I mean, I do, but 
anyway, we'll have another conversation about it. It'll be a, an episode called Versatile versus Versatile. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, anyway. Organizing. Yeah, I'm I so think sorry. I organization. Yeah. It's not wrong. It's not wrong, anything. right? Okay. No. Okay. I was like, am I, qu- am I wrong? No, no. <laughs> okay, it's not you. wrong. It was just <laughs> a thing that caught my ear and I was fixated on it. So anyways, we were doing this training. It was like a three part training and it was done really well. I only made it to the last one because it was during like I was gone one day and then I didn't want to go to the next one um, because it was like during a lunch hour. Anyways, not a big deal. Um, But I did go to the last one and the last one, they split us up into um, groups, the two um, clinicians that were running the the training and they split us up into groups of um, white clinicians versus clinicians of color right and I knew that this was happening before I went in and it's Mm -hmm. not a bad thing but I just was like oh Mm -hmm. I already knew which group I was going to be in right Mm -hmm. I already knew I was going to be in the white clinician group right which is understandable and I didn't I wasn't upset about it by any means um but it was just interesting because I like was talking to my supervisor about it like a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago because um, we had like another training and so we were talking about that and I was like it's just you know she was like well what what group were you put in when that happened and I was like oh I was put in with white people <laughs> and it's a weird experience because there yeah. isn't a group for me um, there isn't like no. and and I don't fit in either one I just don't yeah. Um, and like, yeah, you can put me with the, the white clinicians and that's fine. Um, but I don't share a lot of these same experiences. Like I don't get whatever it is that you all are trying to understand in a lot of ways. Um, because I've had different, totally different experiences. Um, and if they had put me in the (laughs) group of people of color, I would have been so uncomfortable and out of place because I don't fit in there either. Mm -hmm. And, and so my supervisor was like, well, how do you identify then? Um, And I was like, I identify as a mixed race person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't, I have never once claimed to identify as a person of color because I'm not. Um, But I also don't claim a white identity fully either because I, I'm not. Um, yeah. And so it's really hard when you come to like things like that or situations where you have to pick one or the other um, and and you're kind of left standing like, uh, which one fits a little bit more today? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like in what particular situation? Right. Because um, I don't want to be, you know, I don't I don't know. I wish there was like an in between well, sometimes. Well, also, even if they did have a mixed group would there have been anyone in that group besides you oh gosh um because i mean i don't, I don't know what kind of so. other folks right like, i don't think so i think maybe one of uh there could have been for sure i don't know and the thing is i don't know everyone's like um ethnic background either and i had given some feedback saying like oh i kind of wish that's something we talked about at the beginning so that way right. you know we didn't um at each session and I missed the first two obviously so I don't know if they did talk about that but um yeah because like if I don't know if we don't know how people identify then it's it's based on a lot of assumptions how we put people into groups um, yeah and and I understand their purpose and I, I I wasn't offended by any of it but I'd be super you know. offended I'd be pissed <laughs> yeah but I think that's my experience is that I assume 
that other people are just going to assume that I'm white. And then I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's how it's going to go. Um, like I can expect it a lot of the time. Um, and, and I understand it's not, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I think where we fit in the world is just as mixed people and, there are more there are more spaces than when we were growing up that exist for mixed people, right? Like there are more conversations about it. Um, I'm thinking about that book that I read by Sharon H. Chang. Also, I don't know if she's from Seattle, but lives in Seattle. She's actually friends with. Did I tell you about this? She's friends with uh, Pac and Amy and those folks. She oh, works really? at the yeah, she works with uh, or is involved with families of color. Uh, mm. Anyway, so she's mixed and she has written a few books. Uh, one called Hapa, which is one called Hapa, one talking about uh, um, one called Raising Mixed Race. So those like some there are more resources and things like that. There's also like an annual mixed folks conference. Um, um, which I really wanted to go to this year, but it was canceled because of COVID. Um, COVID ruins everything. Honestly, ruining lives, ruining conferences. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's, that's the motto. Um, <laughs> that's the motto for COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's wild though, right? Because like, think about going to a, con- a whole ass conference. Yeah. A whole ass conference filled with mixed folks Mm. what would that I have no idea what that would be like I can't even imagine being in a space with that many mixed folks I don't know that many mixed folks right I also like I mean I have that like mixed folks hangout that I've done twice two times a whole two times um Mm -hmm. once before um, before I moved from Seattle in person and then once when then we did a virtual one a little while ago, which was actually really mm. cool. Um, and I got to like, hang- and I realized um, in the virtual one that like a lot of the folks that were at the actually at that hangout were there because I invited them and I actually know a lot more mixed folks than I thought. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, so you're I a liar like 10 people, but Wait, you invited 10 people? No, it was, so me and two of my previous roommates organized this. I wasn't not the person who spearheaded this. Um, Also, I just want to say, I'm not trying to take credit for that. Um, This, um, so me and my two previous roommates who also happened to be mixed, wonderful experience, loved it. If you can, if you're a mixed person that can be roommates with other mixed people, highly recommend. It's 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 would recommend um and so it was them it was the three of us and then um a couple folks kind of not from tsb from tsb like world ish um and then and then a couple and then another person from florida and Mm. there was like 10 of us and I happen to know there, I think that maybe 10 or 11 of us, and I happen to know eight or nine of them. Whoa. Which is cool. Yeah. That means I know eight or nine mixed folks. Wow. No. I, 
I think I know maybe like a couple. A couple. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, I don't. Uh, they're hard to come by. They're. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know a ton, and the. Yeah. Hmm. I I need to reflect on my friend choices. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you need to drop some people. I need to. I need to reboot and reevaluate. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I do need some more friends. So hit me up. What? I said, come back, try again. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, I need some more friends though. So if you're, you're, actually, it's a lot of work. I don't need that many new friends. Slide Um, into Rachel's DMs to be friends with (laughs) her. Please don't. (laughs) I will not respond. Please do, because I just want to see what chaos ensues. (laughs) <laughs> they don't know my insta nobody knows our instagram oh i'll put them in there oh I'm gosh gonna put, i'm not gonna put my insta in there y'all don't need to know that it's private um, <laughs> anyways should we wrap it up let's yeah let's i feel like there's so many things that we can talk about in terms there of really being mixed. and yeah. i really really want to hold off on talking about some of these things until we can talk to Derek, until we can have Derek and Kelly, our siblings, in the conversation, because I think it'll add so much more value. Anything else before we wrap up today? Yeah, I think my final thought is just, can we exist? Can we? Can we just, please? For once. <laughs> exist. <laughs> Great. Thanks once again for wasting your time with us. Please follow, share, and give us some money for our troubles. We hope you join us for our next session, whenever that may be.